Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of Something For You podcast. This week we are exploring topics around expectations and pressures with current college student and my youngest sister, Sandra. Partway through the video, we do start to explore topics around body image and a trigger warning for eating disorders as well. If that's something that doesn't support you in your current journey, you can use the timestamps in the description to skip past that part to still enjoy this week's conversation. Or if you decide to watch through and it stirs up some feelings of discomfort, we have resources in the description as well to support you with whatever you may need. So take it easy, be easy, and we'll get started. I don't know. I feel like just the the question of how are you has an expectation of like path of least resistance. Give me one word answer. Yeah. No. Good. <laughs> like I'm great. Fantastic. Or like the occasional like terrible people are like, oh, fuck. Like, what do I say to this? <laughs> like, oh, sorry. And so I feel like just allowing some space to be like, um, what's going on with you? Let's yeah. just have a conversation rather than forcing you to give me one word that you're yeah. feeling right now. There's all the experiences you've been feeling oh, yeah. that lead to this moment. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I feel like overwhelmed but in the state of like change. Mm. Does that make sense? Well, tell me more about it. Uh, overwhelmed in the fact that like school has come to the point where like you're going to be moving out. You're going to be on your own. You're actually going to go to in-person classes for once. You're going to mm. be surrounded by like 700 people maybe. You're going to be in a stadium with like 15 I don't even know how many seats the stadium, but yeah. Well, do you find yourself but... kind of hyping up what it's going to be like? Oh, almost yeah. like the the like the drastic change mm-hmm. can't just be like, oh, this change is going to happen. Yeah. It's also like all of this unknown because mm-hmm. we've been closed off for the past. Well, the entire time you've been in college, oh, yeah. <laughs> like your entire college experience so far yeah. has been COVID. Yeah, it has, which is sad, but it's also fortunate for me because. I don't know, I'm very, not say closed off, but I've never been the type where, like, let's go party. I'm going to meet so many people. I'm a social butterfly. You're like, I actually get the excuse to stay (laughs) home, and actually anyone who's going out, I can shame now. Yeah. Basically much how it is. Especially, like, that first week, everyone, every freshman was just coming, and I'm like, I'm not going to go to East. I'm Mm. going to stay in my dorm with my roommate. So, but yeah. Uh, But with, like, the whole change thing, I feel like I hype it up to the fact that, like, I either meet it or it's like, oh, it's actually not that great, but we're still going to do it, I guess. Mm. Like, I'm expecting the tunnel, like, especially to be like, we're going on the field, we're doing this. Whereas, like, when I get there, I might be like, oh, shit, what kind of counts do I have to do? What I have to do here? What, do I remember this site? Like, mm. do I remember this, this, this? It's like, who knows? There's no moment to just be like, I'm here yeah. and I'm doing the thing. Yeah. Like, well, why do you think that is? Like, what... What is it that, like, keeps you from being there in the moment of, like, okay, this is what is right now. Like, I'm moving to state college. I'm going to go to Penn State. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And instead of it, you know, feeling like a moment to just enjoy, what pressure do you feel to, like, microanalyze mm. every moment that you're in? I feel like probably the the future, not the now, but the the will you be where you need to be? Oh. It's never the, oh, how are you doing now? It's, no, it's like, are you on track? Are you in that space where you're like, okay, we succeeded? Like, no. We got to do the next step. We got to take the next step forward. So. Mm. so even looking at it, like, you have classes that you take. It's yeah. not even like 
oh, I can sit and enjoy this class, or maybe mm-hmm. I don't feel like I can sit and enjoy this mm-hmm. class because I need this class to move forward. Yeah. And the focus has become the the end result rather than, like, what are you getting from these classes? Yeah. Like, it's always the diploma. It's never the, what are you getting from that, like, learning session. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I think, for me personally, when I was in college, there was very little, like, oh, let's enjoy this moment. Yeah. Like, I... <laughs> sat for three years because I was like I'm gonna get out of college right away I'm gonna like powerhouse (laughs) through and who needs to enjoy it when we're gonna save money and just get out and there's all these like external pressures that were like well why are you gonna spend that much to be in college if you can do it faster yeah or why are you gonna waste time going out or doing this or doing that when you need to focus and like get out of here as soon as possible Mm -hmm. and I remember I graduated and I was sitting at like the little bonfire after my graduation and I was just like I just bulldozed through all of that. Yeah. Like, where I don't remember enjoying it. Like, and actually, I had panic attacks through all of it, and I wasn't enjoying it even if I could. Yeah. Like, the pressure builds up so much that you forget that, like, this thing that you're after, this diploma, this mm-hmm. piece of paper that gets signed that somehow magically allows people to know that you're competent yeah. for some reason. Can you get a job? <laughs> yeah. Like, this big piece of paper holds so much looming mm-hmm. because it's like, well, if you don't do this, then you don't get me. Yeah. Or if you fall off and you take it slower, then somehow you're wrong. But it's like there's actually no right or wrong in college. Oh, yeah. Like, even the whole, I was just thinking about, like, oh, do what you love, follow what you enjoy. But it's always like, okay, now I have a diploma of what I enjoy. Will that actually matter? Will someone employ me? Hmm. Like, how do you know? You don't. Honestly, (laughs) and it's hard to be like, okay, do what you love and decide that. Mm -hmm. When I was... 20, 20 graduating college, I was like, I love video and theater and mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I had no idea that I had yet to really step into what I was truly passionate about. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I love video. I love yeah. theater. But I actually found myself feeling more authentic in mm-hmm. yoga and teaching and empowering people and like doing the weird shit that I do. <laughs> and it's like, I didn't know that that was an option. Yeah. I didn't know that there could be different ways for me to achieve my end result which is just like being happy and con- like content with life yeah like it's never just that like materialistic like value it's, it's just like oh i'm happy that's mm. all that matters and i feel like i got to that after like i broke off from like soccer and doing that because like i was making my own path yeah so you're in yeah. high school and you're like okay already i'm feeling the yeah. pressure to get into college yeah I get that. Or even just, like, get on the college team. Mm. Like, with you, you got into Alfred. You got, like, the whole thing. I'm like, oh, shoot. Will I get on the team? Will I do this? Well, yeah, and I think it's fair to be like, okay, when there's someone else in your family who's following maybe a similar track, Mm -hmm. like, someone else in your family goes to college. Like, I was the first one within our family to, like, go to a university for three years, I guess. Yeah. And, like, actually be in the dorms and do Mm -hmm. the, the college experience. Yeah. And for you to see it and you're like, oh, shit, this girl's fucking She's in and out. Cool. Yeah. Like, there's almost this expectation then that you have to do the same thing because mm-hmm. that's now the quote-unquote norm. Yeah. But, like, what have you found in kind of battling that expectation of having to, like, maybe follow footsteps or deciding mm-hmm. that that's actually not what you want to do? Yeah. So I definitely found that I wasn't happy. Yeah. Like, I just was not in a good headspace. I was not in a good, like, being, if that makes sense. Like... I was always worried about the clicks or the gossip or those around me. Am I doing well? Do I look okay? Am I what they need me to be? Like, no, just do what I want to do. Be happy. Right. And when I got to like that stage of like, now I know what I want to do. I now can like look back and be like, okay, 
let me do this for the rest of my life. So, well, and I also think that like, even, you know, getting to the point where you're happy and you're like, I like this thing, mm -hmm. giving yourself the permission to that. Maybe that thing can change yeah. and evolve. Like, yeah, maybe it is the thing you do for the rest of like, mm -hmm. your life. Maybe it is like the thing that you find your groove and find your passion. And it's mm -hmm. ultimately like the direction you're going to be going in yeah. for a while. But also, like, I think when you start to drop the expectation that it has to be that thing, mm -hmm. that, oh, I got my diploma in this, so now all I can look at is what fits this track mm -hmm. I've set versus, okay, I have this thing that I'm after, but also I have no idea what's to come. Yeah. And opening yourself up to be like, it could look one way, but what if I don't just focus on the one way it can be? Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. Especially with, like, I don't know. Who knows if I'll actually use my history degree. Like, I don't mind that. I honestly, I'm just getting the learning experience at this point. At first, when I came into college, I was like, you have to get an A, you have to do this, you have to be top of your class, you have to get done in three years. Now I'm just like, okay, I made through that class. Like, at least my last semester, I got, I tried in my best in a lot of classes. If I didn't, I got a B plus. I'm like, okay, mm. I did my best. So That's what changed for you? Like, what, what was the switch of like, oh my God, I have to be on top of everything. Mm -hmm. I have to be the best. I have to like push myself to the mm -hmm. limits to I can just do what I'm able to do. And that's good enough. Yeah, I feel like definitely like other people's experiences, like they also feel burnt out. They feel like it's just difficult after high school. You've done so much in four years. Now you're like, I have to do another four. I have to do another how many. It's like, no, just get what I need to get out of it and try my best. Mm. And seeing other people do that, it's like, I can do that too. I can. I don't have to reach every goal and make everything so much harder than it has to be. Yeah. So where do you think, like, when you say, I see them, like, well, who is the them? Is it, like, I see TikTokers or <laughs> I see, like, my friends or yeah. people who are in my classes? Like, what what informs you to help, like, it's almost changing your expectation mm -hmm. of how yeah. this has to be. Yeah, I feel like definitely the people, like, I have around me, at least, like, peers and my friends around me at college and also my professors like mm. you think that with a professor you want to like make that a and make them so content it's like no just have that relationship and do what you got to do and if it's not what they like just talk to them about it mm. it's not where it's like at least in high school they're like they're not going to treat you this way in college they're going to hold you at such high expectations right. you have to do 35 pages it's like no Get it done when you can, and if you can turn it into me, turn it into me. Yeah. Like... I remember being so afraid to, like, talk to my professors. Mm -hmm. Like, there was, I think it was my final year, my final year of college, mm -hmm. and I had, well, we had a family member pass. Yeah. And it was, like, my last couple of months of school. Like, we were getting right towards finals mm -hmm. at that point. Mm -hmm. And I was already in a class that I hated. Oh, my God, I hated this class. It was, like, communications, data research, and it was all mm -hmm. technical, like, statistic yeah. Shit that I just did not want to do already. And I was, like, struggling at that point. And I remember being already stressed out, like, oh, my God, I want to, like, do well, get that mm -hmm. A, get that whatever. And that I got the call that, like, a family member had passed. And I was like, I can't go. Like, I have finals. I can't. Mm -hmm. And, like, I remember Jess, our older sister, was like, tell them. Like, you don't have to just take the brunt of this and figure it all out on your own. Like, you yeah. have these people that are actually there to be advocates and counselors yeah. within their position of like professor. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay. So I like scheduled meetings with my professors. And I remember being like so afraid they were going to tell me, suck it up. 
who cares? Like, yeah. I was waiting. I was creating all these, like, all these outcomes in my head of how yeah. it was going to go. And then I finally was like, okay, let's just sit down and talk about it and be like, okay, well, this happened. They're like, oh, my God, how can we support you? Yeah. I was like, wait, what? Huh? You don't need me to bend backwards for you and, like, figure out all of this while carrying yeah. this emotional baggage? Like, it yeah. was the first time at the very end of my college career that I saw that that was an opportunity. Yeah. Well, at that point, you have advocates, but you have to become your own advocate, well, which well, I gotta, well. I gotta do. I, I am pushing myself to become my own advocate, but it's like, I don't know. It's the phase of I'm still little Sandra, but also I'm becoming this older woman, mm. lady. I don't know what the heck I am at this point, but <laughs> I'm somewhere. I'm here. Yeah, it's a weird space to be it in. Is. Like, I think when we had said, like, okay, we're going to come and talk about expectations yeah. and pressures, and, like, obviously college is going to come up because that's where oh, you're yeah. at right now. Yeah. I remember sitting and just being like, all right, let me think about my college experience. And, like, all of that started coming back in where I was like, Jesus Christ, I wish someone would have told me, like, yeah. it's not that serious. Yeah. It's not life or death. I promise <laughs> as much as it feels like the entire world is resting on you getting this piece of paper – like, four years from that moment of getting the piece of paper, I wish I could tell that Sam to just, like, take a breath. Yeah. Actually breathe for a moment. Ooh. Life is not writing on you getting this piece of paper. Because guess what? You got it and you were doing completely different things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my degree's definitely been, like, a helpful tool to have. But I put it such high on a pedestal because everyone, especially, like, Mm-hmm. parents being like this is what you need to do yeah. and this is the pressure and it's like I felt that it was the end of the world if I didn't yeah hit that mark yeah I definitely felt that because what was it it was high school we just got into COVID mm. everything just started to become a your shit senior show. year yeah my senior year and they're like at least my mom was just like oh you had to make top of your class you you were ninth place before mm. COVID and once I got graduation it's like oh you're 13th I'm like okay but she was also like, why didn't, why didn't you get into class? Why, why didn't you do this? I'm like, it was COVID. I had no control over it. Like, right. It and stuff happens. Like having the pressure from parents, whether like mm-hmm. whatever approach they take, right? It's not that it, they're right or wrong. It's just as the kid in the situation, yeah. you hear what their expectation is and you take it on that like that has to be your own expectation. Yeah. And I remember sitting dad down and being like, I just – pushed through three years and I'm miserable and actually I wish I would have stayed longer and I didn't stay because I had this pressure that I felt from you and that wasn't fair of me to take that on Mm -hmm. and he was like I I wouldn't have cared yeah and I was like well why didn't we have this conversation (laughs) before and it's like because I didn't advocate for myself to like be my own independent person Mm -hmm. to be like actually pause like hold hold on on. (laughs) you're putting all of this on me and that's not mine like maybe I'll try it on for a second be like "Hmm, yeah maybe this degree feels good but if I actually gave myself the agency and advocacy to be like do I actually want this I'm like who knows but also it happened how it happened and all I can do is sit and be like okay well let's learn from that let's not put on what everyone expects from me as the way my life needs to look that's why I'm like fortunate I'm the younger sister, and I was able to get that now instead of later. So. Sit and just be like, what's happening? What's going on? What's going on? Hello? No, and I think that's fair to be, like, an observer. And I yeah. definitely think that, like, a great skill, at least I think, that you have is, like, to sit and just observe people. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why you're looking at that so minor, but, like, <laughs> to just sit and observe. I mean, I guess that's history, too, yeah. right? Like, just to sit and be like, why did people do this? Yeah. And what happened? <laughs> And maybe that informs what we do going forward. Yeah. 
I feel like that definitely, at least they two correspond, like, really well together, where, like, me growing up, I was always in, like, the back burner, I felt like, mm. where I can, like, look and just not really be in the moment, but, like, I'm just here, I'm looking out, seeing what all is around me and just taking it all in. Mm. And with history, it's like, oh, I'm not directly manipulating it. I'm just looking back and putting at least my like own interpretation of it. Or I'm taking other people's interpretations and making it a big like encyclopedia almost of like, here's what happened and we're like, what can we learn from this? What can we like do about this? It's, I don't know, it's nice. Honestly, and that's like, if you think about it, whether it's history mm-hmm. or yoga or mindfulness, yeah. it's being an objective viewer yes. of life. Your life, your internal reality, <laughs> your external reality, yeah. and just being able to take yourself, not completely out of it, because obviously mm-hmm. it's your experience, but to sit and be like, all right, let me just look. And without taking it on personally, I'll just look. And it's like, actually, that's the tool. That skill that you're learning that is getting you this piece of paper. It's not the piece of paper that matters. It's the skill that's actually going to help you beyond just work. Yeah. To be able to sit and be like, actually, there's all these pressures around me to do this, to do that. Go here. Do this. You're a college student. We Mm -hmm. expect this of you. And it's like, I can become an observer right there and just be like, what actually is here? Yeah. And what's going to work for me? And then I can make an informed opinion on what's around me rather than just taking it all on as my own yeah and also like at least with my classes you're not given the information you have to go out and find it with your own research Mm. where it's like I have to use my own capabilities and my own like what do I like and then go out and try to find it because one of my last classes I could pick whatever I wanted to do a paper about and instead of doing it like it was about civil war so instead of doing about the fighting about battles and all that I just decided to do about women hmm. I just when I was like I'm interested in women I'm a woman I want to see their experiences so I just branched out and just did my own thing yeah which is nice <laughs> you're able to then create what you want your perspective of yeah. it all to be yeah to be able to sit and be like okay whether that's like this research paper I have to do for for school or if that's my own life I get to go out and define like what's my perspective here mm-hmm. do I want to go and look at all these things that are happening around me and decide that like I have to be the best and I have to put on that perspective. Or do I want to go out and then be like, hmm, I could take this approach instead mm. where I can slow down and I can just do my best. Yeah. And then that approach becomes the perspective that you view everything else around you from. Yeah. Like definitely slowing down helps with burnout. Yeah. Because that's just the place where I was at. Like, I don't know, senior year, I was like everything going on at once. It's kind of just, it put me with, a lot of pressure but also like the expectations of keeping those good grades to where it became that I wasn't feeling happy mm. and what I was doing I was just doing it to get it done so summertime came and I can just relax but it never was that it's never that I could relax it's always going to the future but at least with burnout in mind like I was just at least at the point that it made me want to close up in my room and just stay in my room rather than going out and doing what I had to do. Because mm, you're so freaking exhausted yeah. from all the things. And I think we think of burnout as, like, someone who just does a lot of activities. But I mm-hmm. think there's also, like, an energetic side to yeah. burning out. That, like, it's not just I'm doing the activity that's leading to the burnout. It's mm-hmm. also the mental load and the emotional load yeah. that I'm carrying from the pressure of how it, having to succeed, yeah. of the what do I need to do in order to do that, and all of that side, I think it's overlooked in the like, the 
the work that is school Mm -hmm. and honestly life that like so many people, I think especially women, put on the emotional and mental load as well as the physical load. Like knowing what all do I have to do? What do I need to take care of? Like taking on the nurturing role of like yourself and others. And then, oh, look at this. I have like things that I'm trying to achieve that I also need to, Mm -hmm. you know, put my feet on the ground and be in work. And it's like that, all those things are a lot. Oh, yeah. Especially like also just social burnout too. I Mm. always get that. At least with like, I don't know, being an introvert. It's like okay, after how many hours of spending time with such a big group of people, it's like, okay, I'm done with this. Like, I just want to go into my little place where I feel secure, I feel safe, I'm safe here, I don't have to do anything, it's just about me, I'm looking in on myself Mm -hmm. and not having to morph myself or having to, like, make myself more extreme than I really am, it's just... Well, do you think that some of that, like, um, social exhaustion also comes from feeling this expectation and pressure to maybe not perform for people, Mm -hmm. but to show up and to, like, make sure that everyone in the room Mm -hmm. has what they need and that you're showing up how you need to show up for them? So it's definitely trying to make sure I'm a people pleaser, like, Mm. is everyone okay? And then I always put on my best front to where they see me how I want to be seen, not how I actually am. And it's exhausting. It is exhausting. It's definitely, even as like an extrovert, what, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm out there, I'm loud, but mm-hmm. I also find that same, like, if I'm not being myself and I'm putting on some sort of like, you know, okay, they expect this from me, that that's how I'll show up. Like, especially mm-hmm. when I was in the workplace or even in college, yeah, showing up that way, I'd be, I'd be wiped. And there'd be times where I would just have depressive periods because I was just so exhausted Mm -hmm. where it's like, I didn't get out of bed for days. Like I had no more energy left to expend. And it's like, we forget that we have these, these like emotional fucks to give. Mm -hmm. We only have a certain bank and that we keep pushing ourselves beyond the bank that we're actually Mm -hmm. being left with nothing for ourselves to take care of. And it's like, well, if all these people have expectations for me and I'm putting that first, I get nothing left to take care of myself. And, like, for me, that's when my, like, panic attacks would get really bad because I had no energy to look inward. And, like, the ability to create the boundary for yourself and be like, mm-hmm. I actually am done. I need, a, I need a retreat. And that's not wrong or bad. It's me taking care of myself, and that's a boundary I need. Yeah. No, I see that now. And definitely just, at least with burnout, it made me, like, not hate the things that I love, but it made me, I don't know, get sick of it. Mm. Almost to the point where it's, like, I don't really want to do this, but then it just, it just comes back to, like, thinking back about it, getting back in my space where, like, oh, okay, I do like this. I'm just making it more of a big of a deal that Mm. it doesn't have to be. Yeah, the pressure that, like, oh, here's one more thing that Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to like. I'm supposed to be having a good time. I'm supposed to be showing up in this way. And it's, like, Mm -hmm. when we start to, you know, wear that load on ourselves Mm -hmm. and feel like, oh, there's all these things I have to do, it takes away the present of, like, I enjoy this. Yeah. Like, I want to do this, but we'll jump more into that. We're going to take our first break, and then we'll come back and talk more. Today's episode is brought to you by Samantha Fowler Yoga. If you're looking to get started in your journey to heal, or if you're looking to dive deeper into what healing means for you, Samantha Fowler Yoga offers healing and empowerment sessions that are unique to what you need, not to what you're supposed to be. So if you're looking to get started, you can learn more at samanthafowleryoga.com slash getafterit being in college Mm -hmm. it's really like whether it's college or trade school or you know just finishing high school and deciding what you want to do next 
you start to put the feelers out of like, who are you? Mm -hmm. Beyond the expectations of like mom and dad or family or what you're supposed to be, you get to begin to decide. And like, how has that experience been to like stand on your own feet and like move the way you want to move? Definitely nerve wracking. Like, I feel like nerve wracking in the sense that I don't have, not necessarily don't have that support system, but I have to go figure it out on my own. And that's just not necessarily pressure, but just that's all on me. Mm. No one else is going to be able to do it to me. So it's exciting also, though. It's nerve wracking, but exciting because I get to do what I want to do. It's my thing. It's what I want to do. It's just putting myself out into the world and just see where it goes. Yeah. And if it goes to hell, it goes to hell. You live and you learn. (laughs) You live and you learn. You figure it. No, I, I definitely get that. I think for me... I thought so much of, like, finding independence meant, like, I had to do everything Mm -hmm. on my own. I had to figure out how to make ends meet. I had to figure out how I was going to get groceries or, you know, do what you got to do to get the groceries. And, like, making your own moves, but then also not sacrificing that, like, connection and people's Mm -hmm. support is, like, still a factor of independence. It's just finding the balance of not taking on what they want from you. Mm. But just getting the support when you need it and being that advocate, right? To be like, hey, I'm deciding to step out and do my own thing and here's how you can support me. And I think that's something that I'm still, like, learning how to communicate in my own way. It's like, you know, years after taking the steps and doing the things you do in college and then coming out and taking a a full-time job and saying, oh, look, I did all these things. To then actually go like, oh, I, I deserve to also be supported. Yeah. Like independence can be such a gift, but like to take it on fully can be overwhelming if you don't allow any type of support in. Yeah. Independence is more like a mental thing mm. than like material. Tell like, me more. Well, at least independence in the sense that I don't have to always be paying every single bill by myself if I am able to like what was it? it was this last year when I was off in college and I just didn't have the money to go just go wash my clothes. I just had to take up that curtain to be like, hey, dad, could I just have a few dollars just so I can wash my clothes? And I got to be my oh, advocate and just put myself out there. And if they don't, if they don't want to help me, then that's fine. It's only, right. They don't have to. It's, they're not obligated to, of course, but I have to put myself out there but also know that I have my own responsibilities so it's balancing those two yeah and I think being able to ask like this past year from practicing that own concept Mm -hmm. myself to be able to ask people for what you need Mm -hmm. and be like actually they can't read my mind they don't know what I need and also I deserve to be supported Mm -hmm. so when things start to happen and you find yourself like whether it's oh I need laundry to do or like oh like I have an entire life change happening Mm -hmm. Just go, hi, this is happening. Can you support me in this way? Yeah. And right from the very start, like being in control, not in an assertive or aggressive way, but still in control of like your own portion of your life. Like your independence is to be able to call on people. And I think that like that's something we kind of lose, at least what the way it's communicated when you're like, okay, you turn 18 and it's like everyone assumes it's just this push. Yeah. And it's like, all right, figure it out, right? Like, go go to college, go do this, go get a job. Like, you're an adult now. And it's like, one, an age doesn't, like, fully represent that you are now this adult. Your frontal cortex is still developing until you're 25. Like, you're going to make some bad calls probably. And you deserve to make the bad call and still be supported. Mm. And call on support when you need it. Yeah, definitely. 
And if I don't call on that support, then it's just, that's on me. Yeah. And then <laughs> like that's no the else. independence. Like what mm-hmm. I'm doing is creating my life yeah. fully, whether that's my like course load in college or whether that's where I go and live in the world, I'm making the calls of who I'm bringing in. Yeah. And maybe at some point you make the wrong call and you bring in the wrong people and then you get to change your mind and go, oh, this doesn't work. I need someone else. Mm -hmm. I actually need someone who's going to provide X support for me. Yeah. I like that. Because if you don't have that support, then it's just weighing you down. Well, yeah, I think that's like my biggest thing that I've taken away so far from this year. And like, it wasn't me telling myself that at first that like, I need to allow myself to be supported. It was people that actually care about me seeing me shut it out. Mm. And, like, thank God to have those people around and, like, that I allowed them to, like, see me mm-hmm. and call me out and be like, stop doing this all on your own. You don't have to. Yeah. And for me, like, doing it all on my own was, like, that grasp for independence and control of my own life. But I shut out so many people along the way. Yeah. And I shut off, like, taking the road that could have been a little bit easier on me. And maybe then we wouldn't have had all the energetic tolls that it took. And it's like, you don't know until you try. Yeah. And it's okay if you make the wrong call too. Like, it's not life or death as much as like our brain tries to process (laughs) that every action that we do is a matter of survival. To take yourself out of it for a moment and be like, hmm, this is just happening and that's just a part of life and it's not the end of my existence. And like, whether that's like just the natural way your brain works or something you have to train yourself to do, both are okay. Yeah. And it's like that mix of independence and expectations where it's like, you can only go so far to where it just makes you worse. Yeah. Like, if you put all those expectations on your independence. Cut to me, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you put all those expectations, you're just not going to get anything out of it. And you're just, it's going to get worse than better. Honestly, and I think the universe works or whatever you believe in works yeah. in a way to show you what doesn't serve you. Mm-hmm. whether it takes you the first time it's showing you to figure it mm-hmm. out or it takes you years on years to actually get it but to take what's going on around you and what's happening within you and knowing mm-hmm. that both have to exist the way that you see yourself and allow people in and connect to others all have to be your call yeah and you're allowed to change how you like move in the way with others i feel like change and independence they're like they're not usually tied together in the fact that like you're going from child to adult. Like, mm-hmm. it's more the change of, like, a roller coaster or, like, the change of where it's just, like, it's not one path. It's not one steady stream of it. You have to go through those things. Right. Like, you have to go through the ups and the downs to get where you need to be. Like, You're, like, hiking a mountain. Exactly. You could go on the really nice path that maybe someone mm-hmm. else has paved and it looks comfortable. Yeah. And you're like, hmm, well, they paved that path pretty well. And they said, if I go that way, it's going to be great for me. So I could... Or do I take the risk of stepping off the path? Yeah, it might not look familiar. It might not look that safe. Mm-hmm. But you don't know. Maybe you stumble on, like, a freaking gold mine while you're walking up that way. You never know. But you only know if you try. And yeah. I think change is such a big part of, like, finding that balance of your independence and connection with others. Because for so many people, change triggers fear. Mm. And change triggers, like, I'm not safe. And this isn't good for me. And we're not told that, like, actually changes the way out. Changes the way out of the fear, out of the things that aren't working, out of the thing that's not serving you. And sometimes change also can suck. And those feelings are so valid. (laughs) And that's the only way things shift for you. Yeah. Like, we're supposed to evolve. We're supposed to change. And it's it can look however it needs to look. 
Mm. I like that. Especially, like, I don't know. You'll see change in the fact that other people, they'll change before you, and you shouldn't put yourself in their shoes where it's like, they're going. Why am I not going? It's like, it's you. You got to focus on yourself and make that path. Well, I think because at our essence, at least, like, in a, like, animal way of being human beings animals human beings same fucking thing (laughs) but looking at it as like we are social creatures by habit we have neurons in our brain that mirror our behavior that we see from other people like as babies mom smiles you smile yeah you see something you want to mirror it because that's how we're programmed our brain takes in that information Mm -hmm. but you also then when you start to get into this place of like having agency and being able to like Mm -hmm. reasonably think through your own experience of life You have to go, okay, I see that that's happening for you and that's great. And I can support you and I can love you. And maybe it even makes me a little sad because I wish I was there. Mm -hmm. And I can respect all those feelings, but that's not my life. Mm -hmm. Whatever's happening with them, whatever's going on in their life, I can never exactly have because I'm my own person. Yeah. And my experience and my own perspective, like the way that I see the shade of green of grass might be different. Mm -hmm. So how dare I force myself to like uphold someone else's path? in someone else's way of being because it's not mine yeah so it's hard for us siblings too yeah like i see you and it's like oh she went this way now she's going this way it's like i'm going everywhere (laughs) (laughs) but still it's like oh i have my own path i take advice or at least your experiences into account and i can not necessarily mirror them to the point where it's like i'm just following you it's like i can see where you've gone and make my own kind of sway of life Mm. well i think of like i'm taking i keep going back to hikes maybe i just need to go take a hike maybe you do but i think about like when you take a hike in the snow Mm. and you don't necessarily see the paths right you see Mm. where people's footprints have been and sometimes it's really nice to step in other people's footprints it's nice they already did the work and you're like okay well if that worked for them i can try it on and maybe i put my foot in Mm -hmm. and maybe i realize that actually within that footprint there's just a whole ton of water and my Mm -hmm. shoe my shoe gets soaked and it's just not working yeah and i can step a different way and be like fuck that sucked but like at least i tried yeah and to take that observing role of like okay they did this do i actually want to do that okay i want to try it out i'll i'll step and we'll just see and also just because they did it and it worked for them doesn't mean i'm wrong because it didn't work for me Mm -hmm. Like, let's say I try it out. It doesn't have to be the one way just because I decide it had to be. Yeah. And trying out, you have to at least make some motion to change. Like, if you don't make that motion to change, you'll just keep stepping in that water. Yeah. Nothing will happen. Well, I I think we get stuck in that way when we resist Mm -hmm. change. Like, we see it in people who look at change as the threat. And they look at change as, like, unsafe. So they decide, like, okay, well, I decided I'm going to be this way regardless of how much it makes my life suck. Mm -hmm. I'm staying. Because change is that terrifying to my well-being that I'd rather be miserable than different. Mm. And you begin to see people who, like, butt heads with themselves and hate their lives and they throw it out at other people. And it's like, actually, this isn't personal to me. They need to, like, figure this out for themselves. Yeah. And they need to decide when's enough to actually change. Like, defining enough in your own experience to be like, actually, this is the point that I have to hit. And then when I hit it, I got to go. And I'm allowed to take that step out of whatever path I decided to this next one. Yeah. It also goes with boundaries, too. I feel like when I see other people at least not changing, like, if they're not doing anything that's aiding me, or at least I'm interacting with them and 
their inability to change doesn't aid me and all it's actually just taking me down I have to set that expectation of myself to keep myself higher so I don't dwindle down with them Mm. so yeah it's just learning and being able to look at your environment look at like what you need as a person and just being able to do what you gotta do yeah the only thing you can control is how you step Mm. like you can only control your actions and reactions can't always Mm. control your feelings and that's okay they're supposed to be there they just show up can't always control your thoughts. I get that. The brain's wired a certain way. But what you can do is decide how you step with it. Mm-hmm. And you can decide, I'm going to step the exact same way my parents have laid it out because it's comfortable and easy and it makes the less noise. Or I can take the moment and step on purpose and just do what I need to do for myself because that's actually what matters and I'm going to acknowledge it. Yeah. Like I'm my own person. At the end of the day, no one else is living this life. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if I went to college, didn't go to college. doesn't matter if I took the risk, didn't take the risk, it ends up just being what I need it to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm the one who has to experience it and live it. And so I should take my own expectations from myself instead of everyone else. Yeah, that's valid. I respect that. Honestly, it comes a long way to get there, but you gotta get there. Well, and I think that it's okay that we lose sight of it sometimes too. That we see other people that we love and they lay Mm -hmm. out this plan and we're like, well, that could be safe and comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's nice to be given things. Yeah. A plan, a blueprint, a map, an escape act, like all the things that seem like, okay, well, they figured it out, so I might as well just do what they do. It's why people look at social media and go, oh, well, they figured it out. I'll just do what they did, or I'll I'll, uh, emulate what they did. Those mirror neurons kick, and we're like, do that. That worked for them. Let's do that. It's like, that's fine. Just try. And maybe it does work. Shit. Like, who knows? (laughs) Could be good. Could be bad. But you ultimately have to decide what works for you. Mm. Like, that's independence. To take in all the information and go, actually, here's what works for me. And it's okay. And I don't need to shame myself or feel guilty or not enough because I needed something different than someone else. Mm. Yeah. And I definitely feel like, at least with social media, that helps me with, like, my own personal, not image, but, like, how I want to look and dress and act mm. like that allows me to do what I want to do that make myself happy and feel comfortable but not to the point where it's I'm just sitting still like a duck like well, you I feel like you uh, your generation god I hate saying that <laughs> but like truth be told your generation I know mine had exposure to like myspace and sh- mm-hmm. social media but like not the way that Instagram and TikTok and yeah. Pinterest all the ways that it's so image focused mm. and it's so put out there and it's almost like the norm yeah. for you to be like yeah instagram tiktok dub and using that shit since i was yeah. four whatever but like growing up and seeing all of that how has that informed like your own way of like stepping out of that projection of what it's supposed mm. to be i feel like at least growing up with it, i know when something's fake and when i shouldn't take their like expectations into account like we all know Kim Kardashian, how people Photoshop or how people manipulate their self-love. What is it, Facetune? Facetune, how they do that just to make themselves feel better and go to what society wants them to look like. But me growing up in that kind of world allowed me to like see like this is, it's not natural. Mm. Isn't that how a person looks like? Like at least when I was 14 or 15, I had that image in front of me and I was like, I don't need that. Oh. That was, it's not, that's me personally, but at least I've seen that, okay, I don't need that kind of thing. I don't need that 
expectation of you need to be beautiful and skinny and this and that. Like, no. Cellulite doesn't exist. No. You're like, wait, hold on. I'm a, oh, oh. Does, no. If I got a big butt, I got that shit too. Like, let me just put that right next to each other. But yeah. And growing up in, like, media's age, like, you have to know when, where to go and, like, what you want to do, but also be aware of the fact that there is truth and there is false. Like, mm. times navigate. It's hard to navigate. Especially with people that don't know how to use it, but it's just, it was easier for me because I yeah. did grow up in that, so. Well, it's kind of, it almost mirrors, like, the, the role of the youngest sibling. Like, mm. You were able to kind of sit back and be like, I'm going to let these people figure yeah. it out first. <laughs> like, what are y'all doing? And then you're like, okay, I see how that didn't work yeah. for her. Because, like, when I was exposed to Instagram, I was in high school. Mm. Like, high school was kind of when it started to take off more. Like, I had mm. it probably around freshman year and then it started to get more and more popular so by college it was the thing yeah and I remember looking and not having that like literacy of like social mm -hmm. media at the time to be like this is photoshopped as hell yeah. or this is not like a real they're sucking like all of the things mm -hmm. that you can now kind of pick up on yeah. I didn't know and so I took the expectation as reality mm -hmm. and it took years of undoing that expectation or that oh this is truth to be like my body even though some days we struggle, my body is my body and I have to love it. Yeah. Regardless of its form, regardless of its shape and like beginning to understand that that's part of me and it doesn't have to be compared to someone else in order mm -hmm. for it to be valid. Yeah. I still definitely feel those like expectations. I definitely do because no matter what people all around you will tell you how to dress, wear, look, see, whatever the heck. Yeah. But still like I was able to make that at least choice and if I want to dress like an Amish person, I want to dress like an Amish person. I don't. It's it's what I like. It's what I want. How I feel good about myself. So, and even just with other forms of social media, like what was it? I was growing up in middle school, so it was Wattpad, was stupid boy band stuff. But it allowed me to express myself. So mm. yeah, it was still very like new media to the form where it isn't toxic. Because I've had at least outlets or, I don't know, creators that show me that it doesn't have to be toxic if you don't make it to be. Like, I can block people if I want to block people, if I don't want to see that. Definitely. If I don't want to follow someone, I don't have to. I shouldn't feel obligated to it. So, social media is just what I make it to be for expectations. Yeah. So, you know how you had the typical model from, like, 19, like, what was it, 80? Yeah. Till now. Skinny, perfect, Victoria's Secret. Oh, she's like the, the 1990s yeah. with friends. Yeah. So, I don't know how everyone tried to fit in that box. Like, I, I just can't. I do. It's called eating it. disorder. <laughs> <laughs> From personal experience. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that I think, and I know it's still an issue because I, I, I like, talk to people and mm -hmm. I know that it's something that's out there still, yeah. obviously. As women and even men, yeah. we're going to have expectations on our body and what we're supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And I think that literacy with social media or media in general mm -hmm. of seeing what is preferred versus yeah. what is, you know, realistic and what is your own truth. Like, that's where, at least for me, that pressure came in and I was like, I, I sh mm. do I just stop eating mm. or do I really you know watch what I eat or force myself to work out or force myself into a body expectation yeah. that's unrealistic for my body type and I'm starving myself yeah and I'm not allowing myself to actually take in what I need physically in this body what I need to eat what actually fills me up giving my body the fuel it needs 
I deprived it of it because of an expectation and because there were pressures around me going, well, you don't look like that. Yeah. Well, you should, you should look like this instead. You're a soccer player. You should be a smaller build. Yeah. Oh, you're a dancer. You should be skinnier. And just taking all of those outside pressures and expectation and actually going like, no one told me that I had the ability to be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Actually, this is my body. And actually, this body is like completely okay. And actually, it's great how it is. And learning to take off those expectations. Mm-hmm. Like I've learned to at least make myself view healthiness as a form of like mental wellness being rather than like a certain weight or a certain BMI or this or that. Like it, I just I just don't see how it would be possible for me to fit into a size two. Mm. Like that's not realistic. That's not how women, at least in my own course in history, you don't see women trying to starve themselves and be skinny. They are trying to dig their hands and be the build so they can take care of their family. Mm. Like, if we as a society keep moving to a point where we're having women basically harm themselves to where it's like, you're not, you're not healthy. You need to be healthy. You need to give your body the nutrients, the exercise, whatever you need so it can be supported and do what you gotta do in regular life yeah but if you don't it's like you're giving into that expectation and then you're just making your whole entire being off course whether it's like dreams drives aspirations if you feel like there's some kind of like grounding physical being that kind of just makes you like okay you're well you're you're healthy you're okay but if you don't feel that nothing else your mind your emotions it's not going to be on on par oh yeah when I was in a stage of really like hating my body and like Mm -hmm. starving myself and not allowing myself to actually intuitively listen to Mm -hmm. what I need and to just do it based off of the expectations and the pressures like Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to fully be there mentally Mm -hmm. like I might have looked great cool I got down to my goal weight Mm -hmm. but meanwhile I can hardly keep my feet on the planet because I'm so freaking hungry yeah. And I'm tired. Like there was a point in my life, I had just finished high school and I was like, I'll eat 600 calories a day and I'll work out three times a day. And only by doing that did I even get close to what I wanted my body to be. And I wasn't even there yet. Yeah. And if you look at these expectations, it's like at some point you have to realize that your life, your happiness, your vitality, beyond just health, yeah. your overall ability to be here is more important than who the fuck over there is perceiving mm-hmm. you to be. Like, they can go shove it. Like, my body can be exactly how it needs to be. And if Mm -hmm. I feel good, Mm -hmm. that can be enough. Yeah. Like, that whole higher being whatever, I don't know, male view or something. It doesn't, you can only give it the purpose in being that you give it. Like, if it's not important, it's not important. I don't need to please this stupid man in some random grocery store with my butt. Like, no, Mm. (laughs) I don't need, or like some higher up being in society. Like, no, I'm going to do what I need to do. This is my body. This is how I'm living on earth. Well, it's part of that independence to take all of the expectations and the pressures that you're given, whether that's from a close knit circle of people that Mm -hmm. you feel supported by, or it's by literally society. Yeah. By all the white men up in the Senate being like, this is actually how women need to do. And yeah. being like, mm, how about I make that call for myself yeah. as a woman in a woman's body? Yeah. How about I take my like advocacy and actually mm-hmm. support what I need? Mm-hmm. Rather than just listening and think that you know better because you're what? 
a white man in the sense, like, no, whatever you believe in, that's great. But as me and my own body, I have to take in what's good for me. Yeah. And seeing other people have given me the power to do that. I feel like if I never seen like advocates of body positivity or like even just people just living their life and not taking either hate comments or whether it be like actual comments on the street, I wouldn't have ever been able to be comfortable in my own like skin. Mm. So if I wouldn't, I would still be in that mindset of like, oh, I need to dress this way. I need, I need to put my hair this way. Like, no, it's just hair. It's just clothes. And if I, if it makes me happy, it makes me happy. Yeah. So, and even with independence, I've grown in my independence, I feel, from being able to dress the way I want to dress. So it's not just me wearing clothes to make someone else happy. It's me wearing clothes to make me happy. If I haven't learned that from other people, I don't know where I'd be today. Well, it's like, I think the great thing about having people starting to speak their truth is we learn to listen to our own. Mm. Like, actually, it's not the person telling us that it's okay to be ourselves. It's them just being themselves. Yeah. And us seeing that that's actually, like, okay and accepted. And then we're able to take that in and be like, well, maybe then I can be myself. And I can ask myself intuitively, what do I need? Do I need actually more than 1,200 calories a day? Or do I need to not look at calories at all because it's actually harming me? Yeah. Like, for me, there was a point where I was like, this doesn't work. Like, this Mm -hmm. isn't it. And I started to see more and more people speak up about their truths. And I was like, okay, throw the scale away. Yeah. Find clothes that work. Yeah. For you, in your body. I've definitely, like, tried out a couple of times. Be like, oh, you're going to go on a certain diet. You're going to go vegetarian. But it's like, if it didn't work for me, it didn't work for me. It's just how everyone's personal experience was. But their, at least, like, their whole idea of how I should eat shouldn't be influenced Mm. shouldn't be influencing me at least to the point where I'm changing my entire regimen of how I've been living my life so at least trying to make it work to the point where I feel happy but not to the point where I'm still feeling that expectations from others if I buy something from the grocery store if I wear a skirt I don't it's fine yeah yeah and at least going, like, through college, it's also helped me. Like, I probably would have never even seen these people. At least the people I've seen in college, whereas people in my dorms or RAs that I have talked to, I wouldn't be able to grow in my courage and in myself, my own self-image, if it weren't for them. Like, there's also the point of individuality, but also the support group around you to make you grow and kind of be like a flower it's that sun and that water Mm. you know yeah and I think also like you found those people Mm. so like you still get to be the person in power deciding who's supporting you now Mm. because I think for me I think I gave a lot of power away to people and like oh they showed me this and it's Mm -hmm. like yeah they showed you and you decided Mm. that you would rather live in that way because that supported you better Mm-hmm. And it's like, thank God we found those people. Yeah. But also thank God you allowed yourself to listen to what you need first for mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah. And definitely still being those people, but getting rid of the people that don't, like, honestly, yeah. if I still stayed around some certain individuals, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have changed. I would have still put on a mask or put on a front just to make them happy. Yeah. And that's not how I should live. I shouldn't live with something covering me. No, I should live with my individuality how life is yeah yeah it's rough (laughs) 
it can be really tough and daunting to actually start to step into that place too Mm -hmm. to be like hmm okay i've seen all the ways it could be right Mm -hmm. i see the ways it can be safe and i see the ways it doesn't work now either and allowing yourself to trust and like intuitively live. We hear that a lot nowadays, yeah. like as more mindfulness culture starts to become like, you know, mainstream. Yeah. But like also surrendering to the fact that intuitive living isn't someone knows better than you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, your body and your life and what you need best. Yeah. Like you are the person who's going to be experiencing this first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely gained that courage after settling into myself. So who knows? Who knows if I would have gotten rid of those people if it weren't for me? Like, honestly, you have to give yourself credit, but you have to live with that credit and be able to make those decisions to get where you need to be. There will always be that expectation of having the biggest house and having this or that. And it's just the materialism, I feel like, with everything around and surrounding just the American culture, I feel like, where Mm. it's There's always that maximalist that's driving you to want to get the best car or the best house. And it's just, it wears you down to the point where you're like, I don't know how you are, but I'm looking at other people from like my graduation and like, oh, they, they bought their first car. They're, they're going to their first apartment already. Like, what's that? Like, I, I don't have those sort of things. So not something where I envy them, but I just... I see that and then I put pressure myself where I'm like, well, why aren't you doing that? Mm. But they have to reel it back where it's like, oh, you're still in college. You're not, you don't have a full-time job yet like some people do. So it's that on a connection between how you see others and how you should see yourself. Well, I think it's also beyond connection, expectations creates competition. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, that's great for capitalism. Yeah. That feeds a market for sure. It does. <laughs> great. Great for business. But for people actually living their lives to mm-hmm. sit and see all these expectations, it does make you want to go, oh, well, should I buy the better car? Should I spend more money? Should yeah. I put myself out there? Should I, you know, put on more filters? Should mm-hmm. I show that I am what everyone else is? Because now I feel competing with these people. Yeah. Rather than they can do theirs, I can do mine, and there's enough in between. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever I'm doing is, like, my own experience. Whatever they're doing is theirs, and that's fine. Both can exist simultaneously, Mm -hmm. and no one's going to be put out. Like, there's enough for all of us. Mm -hmm. But expectations and the way that we kind of view, like, you know, the stepping stones. You graduate high school, you go Mm -hmm. to college, you get the job, you get the house, you have the family, you Mm -hmm. die. And it's just, like, it's morbid as hell, but it's also, like, these firm blocks that people have put into place, and then you have competition in between. Well, they graduated with me, and they're already three steps ahead, and I'm only two steps. And it's, like, immediately puts up that barrier Mm -hmm. where it's, like, they can be wherever they are, and I can be wherever I am, and I can create that separation. Well, it's always, like, human nature, I feel like. For sure. No matter what, we're always going to be looking at someone else and be like, I don't have that. But it's just getting out of that animalistic mind Mm. not necessarily animalistic but for sure animalistic (laughs) reptilian brain right back here dude honestly but you have to make sure like i don't not it doesn't have to be minimalistic like life doesn't have to be oh you only need to survive you can still have the things that you want and you dream of but it doesn't mean be to the point where it's like you're always looking at others Mm. so yeah and at least with the future of getting my first apartment it's like 
I want to be able to live in a space where I'm not pressured to make it look like how it should. But it's also should be a space where it's a safe space. Yeah, and it can be a reflection of what you feel yeah. actually serves you. So I was talking about this with someone recently about abundance and how we so much mm. focus in like the wellness world of like abundance is money and yeah. spend your money and the money will come back. And that's great. Yeah. But also abundance is more than just money. It's mm-hmm. an energy exchange. Mm. It's a material exchange. It's a communal exchange. It's mm. being able to put what is out there for you that works, your energy your people, your connections, and then trusting that it'll come back. So you don't have to spend money in order to get what you need. You can also put your energy behind things that feel good. And by putting your energy there, you can get that back. So if you get an apartment, cool. Fill it up with things that actually matter to you. Fill it up with the things that are going to make you wake up and go like, I'm here, I'm present, I can start my day. Not I need the best coffee maker and I need the perfect TV (laughs) and I need this and that because that's what everyone else has. Yeah. I never thought of, like, the spiritual side of it, like... I'm always there. I know. I need to get there. (laughs) You don't have to. I'm just offering a perspective. (laughs) No, I get it. But, like, I don't know. I never thought of that. Like, sure, you can make a space your own by putting things in it, but you have to fill that space with, like, its energies and aura. That's why I, like, started doing incense. Like, kind of change it. Just, like, at least smells for me helps a lot like i don't know like this chair it smells like an old person's chair it smells like home i don't know why but it's it old. is an old person's it, chair it just feels like okay you have to kind of like ground yourself with your senses yeah that's another kind of way we're kind of evolving like we still have all these senses but we got to use them to go where we need to go well an intuitive living is that yeah. it's getting connected with your entire being all mm. of your senses the way it looks is great sure yeah but how does it make you feel mm. Like you start to think about the approach to maybe yoga and it can go the wrong way where they're only talking about like mm-hmm. the way it looks. Yeah. Bend your body, get into the thing, look a certain way, be a certain way. Or mm-hmm. you could start to be like, I'm going to actually challenge that. How do I feel? Yeah. I actually don't need to do everything you're doing. How does it feel for me? Yeah. How do my senses actually interact and tell me that this is what I need to support myself? Like my first apartment, I was like, all right, just bring in the stuff. Right? Like, put the stuff there, put the stuff there. That's great. We have Mm. stuff. But also, none of it felt like me. None Mm. of it felt like my energy. Yeah. And then it's like, you find the places where you get to be like, oh, in my bedroom, it feels like me. This bedroom Mm. set that I got doesn't have to be the most expensive one, but it actually feels like me when I wake up. Mm. And I get to, like, allow myself to be in the world around me that I interact because that's the exchange Mm. of energy. Yeah. I put my energy into these things, and these things actually give it back because it feels like Mm. me. And I don't have to just focus on the thing. It's like all of the ways that it interacts with my senses. It's like a relationship. Yeah. That's really interesting. Like, okay, I don't really imagine things giving back love, but I don't know. It's kind of just giving back the things that you put out. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to feel that. (laughs) Well, and it it takes away from the burnout that you're just Mm. giving. Yeah. You're just like, bop, 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 bop. Here's all my things. Yeah. Right? Just get it done. Put it out. Who cares? (laughs) Nothing gets back in return. But when you start to actually be like, what does this thing that I'm doing give back to me? Mm -hmm. Like changing the way that I work in the world. Like I can do a nine to five, sure. And then I'm tired as hell when five o'clock hits because I don't give a shit about what I did all day. Yeah. Or I can change the script and I can work even more hours now, but I actually care. Mm. and actually I'm getting back energy and I'm actually allowing myself momentum to actually care about what I do yeah and we forget that that energy exchange is so much more important than money because it's Mm. what keeps you going Mm. it keeps you from being in the bed for three days going like what the fuck's the point yeah why am I here and I've been there and I'm like I don't want to be there 
ever again. But it might happen. And then I just got to look and be like, well, what's not working? What needs to change? Yeah. Start again. Yeah. I feel like money gives you happiness. There's like an extent to where like, yes, you may feel comfortable, but you won't be happy. Like, I don't, there's no amount to where like a, a single material will give you happiness unless you put happiness into it. Mm. Like, yes, you can go out and buy things, but there's a certain point where you have to learn that, oh, I'm just putting out things out there to get a receipt back, not just putting it out there to be like, oh, they're, they look nice. They have nice stuff. Good for them. Like, no, doing it for yourself and kind of just learning how to navigate. Okay. This is my first apartment. These are the things I need to have to survive. But I also have this whole set to where I feel like I'm I'm home. Mm. I feel like I'm in a place where I can go down and relax to. I have a place where I can just be me and just not have to worry. And even if I do want to shut people out, I can. It, it's, sometimes you kind of have to yeah. <laughs> after a while. So. Well, it's creating a boundary in yeah. your physical space. Yeah. To be like, yeah, it'd be great to have all the nice latest stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, maybe some people have the money to do that, and that actually feels like them, and that's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, if you feel good spending the money and that actually emulates what you're doing, spend it. And also, mm-hmm. don't put yourself out to spend the money you don't have and think that you need to have money in order mm-hmm. to be happy. Yeah. And that you need to have the nicest things. I get it might feel more comfortable. Yeah. I totally relate that there's a privilege behind having money. Yeah. But there's also, like, a, a, a way to go and understand what you need can be more than just nice things yeah and that you deserve to have something a space a relationship Mm -hmm. an energy exchange that fills you back up first Mm -hmm. and foremost yeah i'm kind of like deliberating on like going on i don't know not to say an adventure but trying to find myself through like a road trip of some sorts getting myself out of like the box of an apartment or even Mm -hmm. just like a room Mm -hmm. i want to be able to like go out into an open space not necessarily nature all the time but just to be out in a space where it's not just closed up because that's what I do I always close everything up I don't know why I always do but kind of getting out of that rhythm that groove that safe space and putting it out and kind of just learning and kind of getting freedom but in the sense that I'm just going out and exploring well, it's kind of like you're taking in the information that like, mm-hmm. okay, I've been doing something one way. Yeah. Wasn't like, wasn't anything wrong with that. Yeah. But maybe now I've noticed maybe I need something different. Yeah. And whatever that different is, whatever the change needs to be, mm-hmm. can look a certain way for a while. Maybe you try it on and it works. Mm-hmm. And maybe it fills you up and you're actually like, oh, there's the energy I was hoping yeah. to get back. And also maybe it doesn't. And we just mm-hmm. continue to find a way through and navigate changes and just keep taking in the information to assess. Mm. okay i got you i kind of like i don't know what your one was your one trip to massachusetts or whatever but you were able to go do that and i don't know i want to be able to just navigate my way and just if i want to go view something i can go somewhere i can go do that yeah and just seeing where the wind takes me in a sense yeah it's always nice because having like a certain path for my parents it's always like you go this, 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 do this, this, this. That's all you gotta do. It's like, no, I can just float my way through if I really have to, if I really want to. Right. I can. But it doesn't necessarily mean that's gonna be bad. Yeah, you get to establish like what works. Yeah. Rather than what was just provided. Mm. So what are you excited about having your own space then? 
I'm excited to actually like kind of have my own garden. I feel like I really want to have that intuition with plants. I never had it. I always want to have that kind of place where I can grow things and be able to have like the fruit of my hands, mm. you know, being able to cook things with what I made. That's also just, it's not going to be like a full farm. Yeah. It's just going to be like a tomato here, green pepper, whatever. But at least like the garden and also having my own like space, just study and doing my games because I love gaming. And it's just, I like having that little like time just to zone in. Yeah. So hopefully my apartment will give me that like safe space, but it's not to the point where it's like toxic. I yeah. don't think it will be, but. Well, you'll be checking out that space, kind of mm-hmm. getting settled and we'll bring you back on to maybe check in, see yeah. how it's going. <laughs> You know, I feel like it's a constant evolution of just learning what works for you. And so we'll let you go. Hopefully you'll be back. I know you'll be busy at college kind of figuring things out. But in the meantime, they can find you on Twitch streaming, Retrigan Live. If you want to check out Sandra's streaming, you can find her there. Um, We'll put a link in the description below. That way you guys can follow her and just see what's happening. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys again for coming back. And we'll talk another time. Thank you. See ya. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. If you have any questions about this week's conversation or have topics you hope to hear from us in the future, feel free to email somethingforyoupodcast at gmail.com to let us know. And as always, if any feelings of discomfort or hurt were stirred from today's conversation, feel free to locate the list of resources in the description below to help support you in your journey. And as always, be easy. We'll see you next time.